Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser, the host. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, or head over to disrupteducation.co for much more about all the things that we're doing and checking out and talking about around disrupting education. I also am a proud member of the Ed Up Experience, the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network, edupexperience.com. Head over there. Everything you need to know about innovative education on podcasts and much, much more at upexperience.com. One of the things I ask people on this show is how they actually connect their learning with reality. And most people will talk about their educational path and then talk about what they're doing to help people out because of something that's happened in that educational path. But sometimes when you're young, that really doesn't occur. We don't know how to attach reality in our academia. Well, we have to unlearn some things, and that's what I do. Head to unlearningcoach.com or in the links below in the notes, fill out the form, and I will connect with you, and we can talk about you or your child and how I can help them connect reality and education to get them started on their career path, their path to success, more importantly, their path to fulfillment. On today's podcast, I have Meredith Callagher. She is a digital advertising expert, an entrepreneur, and consultant. And basically, she connects business owners to their ideal customers and clients using creative, strategic, and authentic digital advertisements. But if you hear her educational path, which you will on the podcast, she's going to tell you that's not exactly what she went to school for. And she's going to give the listeners today some pretty good hints around digital advertising. Stay tuned. I'll be back with Meredith right after this. Are you an individual or business wanting to create an online course or training program, but are overwhelmed with the e-learning process and don't even know where to start? If so, you don't want to miss this free masterclass called Create and Launch a Successful E-Learning Program Online Course or Virtual Training, where you will learn the biggest mistake most people make with e-learning, the number one reason most e-learning programs fail, and the three pillars to create extraordinary value for your learners every time and much more. Get instant access to the free masterclass right now by clicking on the link in the description. All you have to do is sign in and you will get instant access to this free masterclass right now. Do you have a unique story to share? How will you be seen online? Adults have LinkedIn. Teens now have SpikeView. Show the real you with an impressively organized portfolio. Be seen. You can create an impressive portfolio of your experiences, accomplishments, passions, and more. Be heard. Become a key influencer on topics that matter to you. Build community and share your knowledge. Get connected. Build important connections with teammates, advisors, coaches, mentors, and professionals. And you can do all this while keeping your data safe. You will have total control on what is shared. SpikeView will never share or sell your data. Let me tell you something. Head over to spikeview.com and start building your future now. 
The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. Peter Hostrosser here. i got a great guest today. She is the digital advertising expert, entrepreneur, and consultant. Uh, Meredith Callahan is here. Meredith, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to be here. I love this the topic. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to disrupt some things. We're going to storytell. But uh, first, let's still tell a little bit of your story. Like, who are you and, and how did you, know, you become the digital um, advertising expert, entrepreneur, and consultant that you are? So right now, I am running an advertising or marketing agency, Meredith Callagher Marketing. And I offer uh, Facebook and digital ad strategy, mainly Facebook and Instagram um, strategy and management. I love doing that. I also do love telling stories. So I write conversion copywriting for websites. And I, we start with always, if a business doesn't have their brand story written, we write out their brand story and then plug and play it wherever we need to. Usually it means website copy, but it could be an email series. So that's what I'm doing now. But I've been working for, I don't know, 25 years? 24 years, um, but when I graduated um, from the University of Mississippi uh, with an accounting degree, and I have um, just, my career has had a lot of twists and turns, but um, yeah, I worked for um, PricewaterhouseCoopers right out of school for six years, and honestly did not enjoy, <laughs> did not enjoy working there, but I mean, a lot of that was on me and mindset tricks I learned later or techniques maybe and then at when I left Pricewaterhouse I um, really started pursuing um, the entre I became an entrepreneur and started and started and started again different businesses and learned a lot and took a few years off um, to and just worked in the house with my three kids who are now teenagers and um, yeah but so I've done different things and and that's led me here. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. I have a friend who is an Ole Miss grad and uh, also an accountant. Must have a great accounting <laughs> school there. You do have a really good accounting <laughs> school. Yeah. Well, let's unpack a little bit uh, even before like college. What led you into like what was your path going into accounting? Was there like uh, um, I, in your bio, it's like you really love data and tech checking numbers and such. And mm -hmm. we'll get into that and how you connected that. But let's unpack that a little bit. What kind of student were you? What, what were you like in high school and even in the college? Honestly, really, and I think maybe the first 35 years of my life, I just followed fun, and I I really thought numbers were fun, and um, and I kind of like competing in school, so I was a really good student. I I was like in the top 10 of my class in my big public high school in Mississippi, and um, and I, but I was motivated by when I when they announced like the class rank in ninth grade, I was motivated by winning, basically, you know. And um, I started as a math major at University of, my, of Mississippi, and I got into California, and I, you know, I hired a tutor, which I love tutors, so that's good. I, and I 
realized I was making A's, but I didn't understand it. It sort of got out of my, and it wasn't that fun anymore because I didn't understand it. So I switched to accounting, honestly, because I could kill it. I was like good at it and I could go have fun because Ole Miss is a lot of fun. I go to all the football games and still have A's, you know, which isn't always, I mean, it took me a while to, I did learn from them that just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean you should do it. And I think that um, I hope that I can teach my kids that they're um, they're 17, 15, and 13. So I have a starting senior who he says Ole Miss is his first choice too. And we're in Miami, so there's not that many other kids um, from Miami, Florida going there. But um, yeah, so I I think it's fine that I I think it's great to follow what you enjoy and follow your passion, but um, I, I was pretty unhappy for six years working at Price Waterhouse. And if I had stopped to think like, what is the job gonna be like? Like, okay, I'm good at this accounting stuff, but what does an auditor at a big six accounting firm actually do? And what I figured out is they don't do much with numbers. I mean, auditing is like the people that make a lot of money in accounting aren't the people doing the debits and credits, which I thought was fun. Like there, it's compliance. It's more like nitty gritty, like what I found super boring, um, a lot more like following rules, you know, which, um, so um, yeah, so that's my. Yeah, I, you know what I love about that is you, you started with, it's been all over the place. And I think that's the biggest misconception in education, right? Like most people think, all right, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go into my career and that's it. And those days are over, uh, I think, for the most part, unless you're really lucky and you just hit the winning uh, piece there. Um, and I really I really love the fact that, um, you know, you were starting to look into what you re- you know, you you leaned into your fun. Right. And then mm-hmm. this is. This is what was I thought was, and then it wasn't, and then you then you started to take a look at storytelling and helping others. Now, one of the interesting things that you do is understanding, like uh, you ran into to, um, the the art of paid traffic by uh, Rick Mulready, I believe his name is, okay. and and that was the click. Um, yeah. Unpack that a little bit. How how did that story mm-hmm. unfold? And then you were like, you know what, I'm going into this. Well, it kept, I kept following fun. I realized, especially thinking about for your podcast, when I left Price Waterhouse and was like, hmm, what, what do I want to do now? Well, owning my own business sounds fun. And I realized I have a creative piece. So really for the next, until uh, for a while, um, I just kept doing what I thought was fun. But, and that's great, you guys. I, I do recommend that because that keeps you interested. And like, it's awesome if you can get paid to do something you love. But one Thing I started to realize um, the, before I started my own business, I owned a franchise, which was still my own business, but I had a magazine for five years in uh, Miami, and I advertised for locally owned businesses, and I, lo- I learned a lot about social media for those businesses and creating beautiful ads for those local businesses, because it was like this beautiful high-end sort of book, and I learned how to tell a story, because that's what we did in our ads. But um, but what, what like, I think starting to listen to Rick Mulready's podcast and um, I realized he could, I never asked my potential or the people that I wanted to help how what help do you want like how could I help you because I started to see as I was selling that that book 
the ads in that book. Miami, the local businesses here in Miami, they didn't really want that. I mean, they spend a lot of money on rent. Like, it's expensive to operate a small business in Miami. And so they really didn't need an expensive advertising piece. So it was sort of, I, had, I was starting to realize that I hadn't asked businesses what they really wanted at the same time that I heard Rick say on his, that the uh, Facebook and Instagram ads, this is what he said, are all about numbers. And it when it clicked, it seems so silly, but I went, I'm good at number. And I what I already knew about social media, it's also got that creative piece that I had been um, learning um, through action with that franchise I owned. And so uh, I I looked around and I realized that there were a lot of local businesses that actually did want paid traffic advertising and didn't know how to do it. And so I went and I listened to a lot of free podcasts, which aren't, I, and I don't know if everybody can learn from podcasts, but I'm a really good listener. That's, I do realize that about me. I'm kind of an auditory learner. So I was able to drive around Miami. I felt like I circled selling my advertising, listen to podcasts. And I learned so much from Amy Porterfield and from Rick Mulready. Amy's podcast is the art of online business. And then I was able to like when I was able to go buy a few digital courses and learn, like get I got certified, which I don't think you really need actually, but digital marketers gave me a certification of Facebook and Instagram ads. But I when after I took that course, I actually was like, you know, I don't quite know everything I want to know. So I went and bought another class that taught me how to run a Facebook ad business. The first class taught me how to run Facebook ads, but then the next class taught me how to run the business that runs Facebook ads. Yeah. And so, and, and here I am, and I was able to, it was, it's, it's taken off so fast because of the marriage of finding what somebody, what people wanted and then going to learn how to do that thing and then just serving it to them. You know, it's been really fun. You, you, there are so many things. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, I think one of the things that I've realized listening to your story is you're very self-aware. You understand like, okay, I love, I'm a competitor. Uh, yeah. I love to win. Um, I love numbers. I love to have fun. And I'm an auditory learner. Yeah. Super understanding of who you are and what you are and what you want to do or, you know, an area that you want to go, which is amazing. So let's transfer a little bit into kind of the disrupt education question. Um, okay. And and I'm going to ask you a little bit about like ed tech and, and different things like this. But um, my first question is, OK, so we both have teenagers. I have a 16 year old and a 13 year old. So very close on your second two. Um, what advice what advice do you give your kids uh, going into education and the high school, the next level? Um, what what advice do you give them? Well, all sorts of advice, but I don't, sometimes I'm starting to realize that they are sometimes they're not ready to hear like all our life lessons that we've learned at 47, you know. And I I want so badly to for them maybe not to go through some of the pangs I went through to learn them, but sometimes when you're 17 or 15, you're not quite ready to hear everything. Um, but I I think that the big one for me is you know, um, well, two things I tell them. Like if, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's what you should do. That I really, you know, think about, um, because that's not something that I've ever done, is to think, to, like, what the ramifications, really just think way far in advance. So 
anyway, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's something you should do. And um, education is a good thing. I mean, my husband and I talk about this. Um, we we have a friend that uh, we know of a couple here in Miami that have are very highly educated, and they have a son that's very interested in mechanics and putting things together. He from a young age, IKEA's hired him IKEA to put together like huge IKEA things, but for not just what you put in people's houses, like for events that somebody might. And he's been doing that since he was like 13 or 14. Well, he's choosing not to go to college because he wants to pursue his as um, technical career. And um, truthfully, if some of the kids that do go to college in that his specific industry, I'm not sure what he would define it as, they get behind the kids that don't go because they wait four years to start their career. And then the people that started right out of high school have four years on them, you know? Um, okay, but if you don't know exactly what you wanna do like this child, like my 17 year old, it happened me, then education is a really good thing. And I think that, and I, um, I think that, you know, keep learning. In fact, my grandmother said that to me. I hadn't thought about that touch just now. But, um, you know, keep learning and keep, and if you, you know, have that luxury, then don't um, just, I guess, um, so just because you don't know the end goal, like what you learn is super helpful. Even for me, like even though I, um, I was having fun and I did accounting and, um, you know, maybe if I thought through, I would have picked a different major, but in the end, everything I learned in that, those accounting courses at Ole Miss and then at Pricewaterhouse is totally, I'm totally using now. So right. Yeah. I love those two things. You know, education is just, it's, it, if you can fit it in, which you can and mm -hmm. systemically or not, um, but you know, you keep using those things if you're looking for those things. Uh, I actually found myself what I kind of love to do, but I didn't know it until later. So we have very similar stories yeah. there uh, in college. Um, and and also, yeah, I love that just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should that should be the thing that you do. Um, yeah. There's so many different opportunities there. Um, love that advice. I think I'm going to talk to my son tonight about that. Um, the uh, Let's unpack a little bit about two things. So I teach an entrepreneurship class. We have a lot of kids who think they want to be entrepreneurs, but then, you know, we know this is a tough gig. I mean, I can't imagine I was in advertising a while, years ago, running a magazine on your own, and that's got to be tough. But, um, you know, a lot of students will say, oh, we'll just advertise on Facebook or, you know, and, and everybody will come to me, right? Which is the biggest misconception. And then we have these ed tech companies. A lot of great ed tech companies are evolving, um, and but the story is muddled. Um, so I wanted to kind of lean on you here a little bit and say, okay, you're the expert here. Number one, what do you tell a young person who thinks they have a business idea um, First, we'll start there. And then the second follow-up question is, there's so many ed tech companies, um, how do they differentiate themselves or what are some advice that you would have for them? So let's start with the, the young kid who's like, yeah. First thing that I would tell people is um, that mar okay, marketing is super important. You can't just create a business and expect, you know, we can't build it and they will come. Like that does not happen, right? So you have to invest in marketing telling people about your business, right? And But it doesn't have to be money. It can be time or money. And so when you mentioned like some people think, oh, I just mar 
advertise on social media. Um, so or, I call it organic social when you're not paying for ads, but you have an Instagram or Facebook or Twitter account for your business, right? And you're posting to it. To successfully gain customers through organic social media takes a lot, lot of time. If you're going to, or money, because you could pay someone to do it for you, but you can't just have pads. You have to have a strategy. You have to figure out the strategy. And, and luckily, there's a lot of great people out there that give away free strategies. For anyone, like I love Tyler McCall, Tyler J. McCall for Instagram. Um, Jasmine Starr gives a ton of free things away. Um, so Rick Mulready, he, not as much lately, but he has free strategy on his podcast or websites. But yeah, so, but it takes time, you guys. So that's, first of all, I'd say when you're starting your business, you know, it's so exciting that you have a great idea. But the first thing that you want to do is, um, and if you're, you, you know, I go back to numbers, but like, um, and this is a little profit first stuff, but profit says, you know, first the money you make, you want to be able to put back into your business. So you basically save it pretty much a little bit to put back in your business. The second biggest expense should be marketing. And that could be your social media. It could be, which I always think suggest your time, like you need to somehow afford the time to call people and tell them you have a business or to walk to knock on doors, which is what I did a lot with that magazine. I literally, you know, door to door. So anyway, yeah. So I just want you to remember when you, and I, that came up because of young people thinking they could this oh we'll advertise on social media yes you can do that for sure but if um you're not if you don't have money to spend which a lot of us don't when we're starting then you've got to carve out a chunk of time and then or you know it, and when, when you do have a few sales like maybe from door to door or from emailing or calling because by the way i don't think you have to like a lot of people um, also think they have to have social media and that's not always the case. I mean, because uh, it is takes a lot of time. But in fact, unless you're going to carve out the time, I don't suggest, you know, trying to get clients that way. But um, but then you can do what I love is the paid ads as well. And once you have a proven offer, they work great to find a lot of customers fast. You build you build strategies, and you know from some of the uh, people who've said some things, um, and obviously another skill set that you. I'm a great listener, um, and then asking the client what you want. Um, that's great. I love that. I love that so much because it's so true. I mean, you, I'm thinking about now. I need to ask my students in entrepreneurship class, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? So. Um, what are, what are maybe like one or two hints that, you know, Meredith can do this or this is a suggestion that you have um, for an ed tech company evolving into this really rapid market that is blowing up? So this is my advice. Create a course. And sometimes, I mean, if you're a daredevil, you don't even have to create the whole course, maybe even the first module or sometimes even the outline if you're really brave, you know, which I... I say Rick Mulready suggests this actually. Just don't even create the whole thing. The bones of it goes to 20 people. Do not try to run out. And it's so frustrating because you want to get out there quickly and you just know you're right. But just prove it to yourself. Don't um, make calls, email people, you run organic social. And what's cool about digital is once you have proof of concept, 
and we see who or you see who you're selling your course to then and then we're talking Facebook and Instagram but any Google to at all the platforms YouTube then they the demographic targeting is so cool with Facebook and Instagram and that you can go find a hundred thousand people that are just very similar to the 20 that actually bought your course. And you can start using the language that was working. But if we're gonna use ads to find those first 20 people, we have to spend money on testing all those different audiences. And we still test a little bit because it's so cool. But, um, I mean, there's so much detailed targeting and it's very nuanced, but you waste a lot of money in, um, in the testing on ads. You know, a lot of young people and, and actually entrepreneurs in general, when they start, they just, I'm going to sell to everybody. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and even, even like with, with students, when they're, when they're like selling their own skills, they're like, I want all the skills. So, no, it's okay not to be good at things and to understand like what you are good at. Um, so unpacking that is, is wonderful. I want to give the listeners a chance to connect with you and your services, should they be running those betas and they understand they, they have their their first 20 customers down, which I know a lot of ed tech companies are in this space. Um, and also, you know, you could you can help uh, individuals understand, you know, as themselves as a business, if, if they're they're you know, maybe copywriting, like you said, or or those types of things as well. How can people connect with Meredith? First off, let me mention that if you are if you um, are an ed tech, have an ed tech company, or you have a, any business and you have you do have a proof of concept and you're ready to explode your reach, that's what I like to say. That actually that I help people expand their reach and explode their sales. Um, but but you and um, you might be ready for Facebook and Instagram ads or digital ad strategy, and maybe you want to do it yourself, which is great. There is a lot of I mean they're very comp well. I had to go take some classes to, to learn a lot of the nuances, but I did prepare um, for your listeners a cheat sheet because we didn't mention this yet, but it, if people are in the Facebook world, they might know that uh, Apple released a new update, iOS 14, and it actually was iOS 14.6 that uh, it came out rolling out in April. And I think in what it did, it, it Apple's way of... Um, they really listen to their their customers and they have enforced this privacy. So Apple is giving its all its users the option of being of opting out of traffic tracking. Sorry, traffic track. So that has changed Facebook and Instagram ads. It's gonna change Google ads too, like because it really relied on the tracking. Facebook is having it's gone through huge changes. First they fought it for about they knew this was coming and they spent over a billion dollars to try to get Apple not to make that change. Well, they lost, and so they've implemented all these changes, and it's made running Facebook ads a little bit harder, only because there are so, so many new things. If you've done it before, you guys, there's a lot of um, different things you have to do now um, to be advanced with Facebook new rules. And so I boiled it down eight things that you may need to make sure to do in your Facebook ad strategy to get it to even work um, right now. And so I put that in a cheat sheet, meredithcallaher.com backslash disrupt. And um, people can go download that, which would be helpful if they're running their own ads. And um, yeah, so iOS 14 Facebook ad cheat sheet. 
But also on my website, MeredithCallahar.com, there's a uh, Let's Talk button all over the website. And I'd love to hear about your business. And um, we just have a free discovery call. You can book a time that works for you. And uh, I'd love to run your Facebook ads for you. We could also do a day where we plan your strategy and then um, I get in your Facebook ads manager and then you run the, um, the ads yourself, which is actually a great way to to you know learn them quickly is have me set it up for you and then you do it and then I also do this uh, conversion copywriting where we um, we create your brand story and um, and then we plug it in and I just started blogging again because I that's, I do like to write and I so if you come to the website and you download that freebie or you just my email list I um, Weekly, I'm sharing what I did when I started this new marketing agency, like step by step. And step number one was write my brand story. So uh, you could, instead of me doing it for you, you could learn the resources I use by just following along with my newsletter and blog. Oh, that's awesome. Thank, you. And we'll put all that in the show notes as well for our listeners. Um, I'm going to like any kid who's asking me about copywriting, marketing or anything, I'm going to send them there because reading your, your story, um, your classes are, are, are out, um, are coming out and those things. And then understanding, um, you have a wonderful story and, um, it is awesome to, to hear from a professional <clears throat> who started down one path and then shifted and understood, um, a lot of self-awareness. Meredith, thank you so much for sharing your story on, uh, this podcast of Disrupt Education. And Peter, thank you for everything that you do. I think it's, um, I just wound my way <laughs> to where I am today by, uh, which is failing fail forward and figuring out what worked and failing again and using educational tools like technical classes. But I feel like it's great that you are sort of um, looking at it from a bird's eye view and helping young people and entrepreneurs uh, find the education that works best for them. Uh, so maybe they don't have to make as many mistakes as I did. I, I think that's awesome. I, so thank you for what you're doing. Awesome, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's fail fast and hopefully less. Learn from our failures, right? The youth. <laughs> so, well, uh, again, we'll uh, we'll pass all your information up. Thank you so much. Uh, it is uh, Meredith, uh, Kelleher.com, right? And then that's pretty much everybody there. Uh, everything there. Uh, click that Let's Talk. You, you are very approachable and thank you so much. Um, you might be getting some of my students saying, hey, I need to learn a little bit about marketing, but I think it's great. You'll be a great asset to it. Um, and make an old miss proud. So good yeah. for you. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. thank you all listeners. We appreciate you guys. Uh, um, and if you have any questions or leave some comments, uh, we're right here for you. Till next time, thanks for listening to Disrupt Education.